welcome back to another episode of Disc Read Error, the podcast where every week we dive into the extensive and fascinating library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week, you can't trust anyone. You really can't. Can't trust these hoes in Antarctica. Because <laughs> we're playing the thing for Blockbuster Month. Blockbuster month. Blockbuster month. Get him. Do you like Do you like the Thing movie? I think it might be my favorite movie. Yeah, it's definitely up there it's for me. Fucking amazing movie. I I just love it. It is definitely my favorite uh, Kurt Russell movie. About John Carpenter. That's hard. Maybe. Maybe. I know. It is hard. It's actually Halloween really is so good. Halloween is so perfect. I really like They Live. They Live's very good. Rowdy Roddy. I like vampires. James Woods. <laughs> I liked vampires. I didn't love vampires. It's such a goofy I... ass movie. But Assault uh, on Precinct 13. Fantastic. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic movie. Yeah. Prince, Prince of Darkness. Ooh. Hell yeah. The yeah. Fog. Yeah, yeah. In the Mouth of Madness, one of the wildest fucking movies ever. Fucking Big Trouble. Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, that's true. That could be my favorite Kurt Russell movie. I like this better than that. I love that fucking movie. That movie is fucking the tits. <laughs> the tits. Uh, also a great musician. Yeah. No, he does all his own scores. Yeah, that, that synth sound that you fucking... Uh, uh, you know it when you're like, oh, that's the old Carpenter fucking sound I miss. Stranger Things. Stranger Things straight fucking rip off John, the John Carpenter sound. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they make any secret that that's uh, completely fucking intentional. Yeah, but it's a good rep point of reference for you. Yeah. For you whippersnappers. But that has nothing to do with the thing. What do you think it is, Captain? I don't know and I don't care. Looks like a goddamn UFO to me. This shit gives me the creeps. Yeah, yeah, we're not alone in the universe and all that crap. Check it out and move on. Which came out on the PlayStation 2, and I could not believe this when I read it. September 10th, 2002. Wow, okay. Yes, I didn't, I, I did not, like, think this game was that old. No, I, I didn't either. Wow, surprising. Yeah, and it came out the week before on the Xbox. Fuck them. Fuck them. And two weeks before that, it came out on Microsoft Windows. Hmm. So it was a three-week late. Yeah. Old Microsoft Windows. <laughs> uh, this game was published on the consoles by Konami. Great. Not developed by them. It was developed by a company called Computer Artworks. What a name. What a name. Yes. They are no longer around anymore. A British developer. I feel like this... We've had a string so of many. British developers. So many British developers. Like, crazy. They did a game called Evolva, which is just mm. quite, quite the name. Yeah, quite the name. And then they did this game. Interesting. Okay. Anything, yeah. yeah. So there was that, then this, and then... It's actually it... kind of hard to find oh, okay. information on them. They're not around anymore. Uh-huh. 
But Evolva... <laughs> yeah, I hate, you, hate saying it. You gotta keep saying it. And The Thing are like the things that they're really known for. Interesting. Okay. And I've never even heard of this fucking Evolva game. It's on Steam. We have to, I might have to check that out. Yeah. I might and it actually out. looks kind of similar to The Thing. It is a oh. third-person action game, like The Thing. Okay. Which is a third-person squad game. Sure. Yeah, so this game's like a third-person, like, survival horror kind of game. Mm-hmm. And it, its development started in earnest in 2000. Universal was looking through their catalog and was like, what can we fucking turn into a video game? <laughs> yep. And of course they came across the thing. Hey, what about this one? And it was going it was, they were going to make a Game Boy version of this too, which seems very funny, oh, but it was canceled early oh, in production. Boo. Uh, but I looked up what other games Universal Interactive was doing at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh so they did The Grinch. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. The That's Grinch right. for the Dreamcast. I didn't even know. And that the was PS1. A I didn't even know that was a thing for Dreamcast. Yeah, so obviously they were also doing like, you know, helping with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and all that, mm. but mm. I was just looking for straight up movie games they were doing at this time. Uh, in 2000, they did The Grinch. They also did The Mummy, which was a game that I remember loving as a kid based really? on the Brendan Frazier Oh, okay, movie. that Mummy. Sure, sure, sure. And it sucks shit. Oh. I played it like maybe a year ago. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I have such good memory. It unplayable. <laughs> they did Woody Woodpecker Racing. Sure. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, then they did The Mummy Returns in 2001 for the PS2. Back to the well. Yeah. And then in 2002, they did Bruce Lee Quest of the Dragon for Quest. the Xbox. Oof. Yeah. Oof. The, they did The Scorpion King Rise of the Acadian. They just go back. They just keep yeah. going back. Yeah. Loving it. Uh, and then, of course, this game. Sure. And then 2003, they did the Hulk, Jurassic yeah. Park, Operation Genesis, I like which that we game. will be doing. I like that game. We will be doing. They also did Bruce Lee Return to the Legend for the Game Boy Advance. Interesting. Also, Battlestar Galactica for the PS2 and Xbox. Oh, we're playing that. Is this, yeah. That, but is that before the reboot? No, this is the reboot. The Jan- okay. Edward James... Almost reboot, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We gotta play that. We gotta play that. Uh yeah. So they were they were doing the damn thing. Yeah. They and were. they had seen Evolva and were like, oh shit. Can you do this with Can you do the this with thing? the thing? Yeah. <laughs> and they did a pitch and Universal was like sick. And here we are. Yeah. And uh they released a demo and they did cite some influences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil, which I think is pretty apparent. Uh, pretty obvious, yeah. Silent Hill, also pretty obvious. Very obvious, yes. Grand Theft Auto 3, maybe not <laughs> so obvious. Not so obvious, but of course not shocking because of the time frame we're in. Yeah, I think everything after yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3 was kind of inspired by Grand Theft Auto 3. 100%. And Max Payne. I love Max Payne. Which oh. also makes sense. Of course, yeah, it does. There's there's a lot of information on the development, kind, kind of, but very little information on the developer got it but one thing i did think was cool is the game was endorsed by carpenter really okay Mm -hmm. and apparently he has a cameo appearance in the game i don't know where i did not spot him i didn't spot his voice yeah 
old fucking cigarette smoking hippie did not uh i didn't hear that come through yeah uh but let's talk about the plot blake it's whitley what's the situation not good what do you see not a goddamn thing in this storm have you found anything well your transmitter's down and everything else is foobar what do you mean the base is gone colonel it looks like massive explosives damage. Any clues here are going to be like finding a needle in a haystack. Understood. So this is, uh, I guess this is considered not canon in the extended thing-averse. Yeah, it can't be, yeah. But it is a sequel to the John Carpenter movie. Yes. Speaking of which, you know a movie I watched recently? What's that? The prequel thing movie, also um, called The Thing. Why did you watch that? That movie is hot, stinky, fucking shit. That movie is shit. Okay, so I saw it when it came out. I did too. In like what, like 2010? That seems about right, yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't really think much about it. Like, I didn't like hate it, but it's kind of like in the zeitgeist that it's like this horrible fucking movie. It is this horrible fucking movie. But I watched it recently and I don't think it's good. No. But I also don't think it's like offensively bad. But that's what makes it offensively bad. Because it's just so middle of the road, milk toasty, nothing. It's just your standard. It didn't need to be it didn't need to be related to the thing at all. That's the problem. They just made the most boring ass, by the numbers fucking horror movie, and then tied it to the thing, which is what makes it makes it fucking awful to me. And I think there was some cool like visual effects in it. Ooh, CGI. That's so hard to do. But Fuck it looks em. good. Fuck CGI all. at that time looks Fuck like shit. Fuck it could they could have come out looking like the fucking Gary Oldman Lost in Space monster. Love that monster. I know, right? It was so scary when I was a kid. <laughs> But yes, this is a sequel. So mm-hmm. this would be the third in line from that. And Amazing. none of them are related to the, like the original The Thing movie, right? Because the no. John Carpenter one is just a straight kind of remake. Yes, it is. Yes. So this game uh, takes place afterwards. Yes. Uh, and the uh, Special Forces Tier 1 operators <laughs> go into Outpost 31. The, the infamous Outpost 31. Yes. And they uh fucking disappear. Yep. So in in what is the most blatant Resident Evil ripoff of all time, uh the <laughs> Alpha team has to go in to find Bravo team and I am positive almost. I I mean I've been I played this game like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the teams are called Bravo and Alpha, just like Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, they absolutely are, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Alpha Team comes in to see what the fuck happened. Uh, they find a spaceship, like in the prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a tape recorder with, uh, a message on it describing how you can't trust anyone. It's true. It's true. Yes. And then they find all sorts of fucking blood everywhere. They find the body of Childs. Yes, they do. Which answers a question. Unfortunately. But Kurt Russell, McCready. McCready. Not, nowhere to be found. Not there. Certainly not. Certainly not. So, throughout a a bunch of fucking setting shit to explode, running around, doing things, 
you eventually realize that like, hey, this fucking thing thing was actually being studied by the government. By the government, we cause can't trust the government. Because you can't trust the government. Yeah. And that they've isolated a microbiological form of the thing called the cloud virus. God damn it. And like the T-virus, <laughs> it was intended for biological warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone in the facility gets infected. And you find out that Whitley, the guy who was like in charge of all the bullshit, uh, had injected himself with the cloud virus to cure his terminal cancer. And just that never fucking works out. Of course not. This is a real William Birkin Resident Evil 2 kind of fucking situation. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then you fucking set shit on fire, blow shit up. As you do. And then Willie transforms into this fucking huge... I mean, the Resident Evil comparisons are going to come because it's so... It's so obvious. Yeah. It's so apparent. And, you know, you're fucking fighting outside for the last boss of the massive last boss. And then a helicopter pilot comes and helps what? you, helps you defeat the thing, and then you get in the helicopter and you fly away. Yes. But then there's the twist. Yeah, big twist. There's big the twist. big twist. Here it comes. The pilot. McCready. McCready, boom. Boom. He survived. Boom. He survived. And he's, and he's not the thing. Or fucking is he? He has to be. I mean, I don't know. Why would he save him then? He could have just let him well, die. But but I, but okay. it's also the uh, here's one thing to be clear: the game does not elude to McCready maybe being the thing. Not no, really. it doesn't. But he, if you think about the end of the movie, he has to be because if you take this movie at uh, this game, sorry, if you take this game at face value, you find Childs dead of hypothermia. He's a human. One of them was the thing. Has to be McCready. And fuck that. Really, really throws a fucking wrench in the whole universe yes, of does. the thing. Best not to be discussed is the way I look at it. Now, I'm just going to say this because this should be obvious. If you have not watched John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, you, you, go watch it right now. Turn off this podcast. The only yes. time I give you permission to turn off the fucking podcast Hey, go watch this movie. It is a mastery. I would call it a fucking mastery of how to build and release tension in that movie. Like, if you really want to see how a movie can put you on the fucking edge and then pull, quickly pull you back and then fuck with you again, watch the thing. It is perfect. It is craft. It is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah. It is... I mean, like I said, it's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it has to be. And it just gets better with every viewing. Yes. They did a really nice Blu-ray transfer uh, about five, five, ten years ago. Pick that up. A really is there, nice... Is there a 4K yet? A 4K UHD of it? That I don't know. I know they did a nice Blu-ray transfer, which I own. One of the few Blu-rays I still own that uh, Carpenter was involved in. I forgot his DP, but his DP was involved in. And they, they made it. They made sure it looked right. Well... The story of this game is not great. No, it's not great at all. It's Ain't not great. It's not the worst thing ever, no. but it's not great. It's a little basic because this game's not really about story. No. This game is about the gameplay. Mm -hmm. This is not fucking The Last of Us. 
No, certainly, certainly not. This is a game that is the gameplay is so crafted and so intentional mm -hmm. that that's why I was so shocked that it came out in 2002. Right. So let's talk about the gameplay. Blake, you need anything repaired or even a simple bypass, and I'm your man. If any of you take on any damage, get back to me ASAP, and I'll help you out. I'm not carrying any dead bodies back. I'm locked, loaded, and ready to make shit dead. You play as Blake. Blake. Block, block, block A. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and you have a team around you. And you... Oh, how, do I, how do I put this? The gameplay of this game is hard to talk about because there's not a ton of analogs. No, there's not. This is a, a AI co-op game. Yes. So you have people, you have people in your squad, and you can't directly control them. Mm -mm. But your interactions with them are crucial to your success in the game. Mm -hmm. So. You run around, you pick up weapons, you pick up health supplies, uh, you pick up adrenaline injections. Uh, very rarely you find blood tests, which are obviously important. Um, and there's all kinds of items. And you can distribute those items to your team. Yes, you can. And what I think one of the most unique systems of this game... And again, you kind of have to see the movie to really appreciate this game. <laughs> but the most unique system of this game is the trust system. Yes. So your members of your team trust have a, have a certain level of trust in you. And you can degrade that trust or you can build that trust. Yes. So you can use, so let's say your trust is really low with one of your teammates. They could turn on you. They, they sure could can. absolutely fucking turn on you. And how do you gain their trust back? Well, if you give them weapons, if you give them health, if you do a blood test on yourself in front of them, mm -hmm. that can help build their trust in you. Things that can degrade your, their trust in you. Uh, taking away all their shit. Yep. Using Point, it pointing your gun at them mm -hmm. for long periods of time. Accidentally shooting them. Yep. This can all degrade their trust in you. And the trust thing is super important. Yes. Uh, but there's also another kind of cool. Did you ever? Okay. So uh, let me, this is a hard game to fucking talk about. It really is. It's, yeah. com it's complicated. It is. For a PS2 uh, game, it's incredibly complicated. Yeah. This game has a lot of systems for a PS2 mm -hmm. game. A lot of things going on. You have this trust system. You also have the like a wellness sort of system with your guys. So yeah. they can be scared into having a heart attack and dying. Mm -hmm. They can be so appalled by the horrors on this Antarctic base that they pull their gun on themselves and commit suicide. Yep. And not only that, every time you encounter a, a thing, one of the members of your team could have been infected. Yes. So you cannot trust your team, but you have to put some trust in them. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really where the game shines. The combat yeah. is fine. The, you know, the bosses are fine. 
the yeah. you know level structure is fine right but this complex game that you're playing with your squad it's literally is, a game within a game it's a game, a game within a game yeah. and it's the best thing about this game 100%. it is so complicated and so like stressful yes it's this incredibly- is a stressful game which you know for as much as they blew it on the story the thing is a stressful movie yes it is yes so i really got to give them kudos for the adaptation into a game because i think they understood the main thing about the thing yeah they understood that the feel was very important like how you feel the emotion and the vibe is so much more important than the story yeah than the combat and the combat's yeah. not bad by any stretch. It's fine. It, it's it's okay. fine. It's third. Yeah. It's third person. Shoot him up. Like that's really what it is. Yeah. But this system of how you have to distribute your equipment, your resources, mm-hmm. who who to give guns to, who not to give guns to, because if you give guns to the wrong person, you could fuck yourself. Yes. You know, but then how do you know, like if their trust is low, like maybe they could, your, their trust could be low and they could also be the thing. They could be the thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, do you, are you confident enough that they're not infected to give them weapons or give them health to build that trust back up? Right. It is a very delicate balancing act. Yeah. It's a lot more complicated than it honestly I expected going into this. I did not think that the thing game was going to have this. I'm thinking back, of course it had to, but I did not expect any kind of evolved, I hate to, that's the word I have to use, evolved like gameplay ideas in this. And on top of this, to add a whole nother layer of complexity to it, the three NPCs that you're with are different classes. Yes. So there are medics who can heal, you know, your squad members and there are engineers, which you need to unlock doors. Mm-hmm. And the, the soldiers have generally more health than everyone else and have better aim. So it's it's it. There's a lot to parse. There's a lot yes. to do with this game. And the AI is pretty fucking clever. It is. It is. It's, again, surprisingly clever. I'll give a good example of a game that has an AI. You have an AI companion that is worse than this and is much newer than this. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 5, <laughs> if you've ever played with the co-op, with, with Sheva, if you've ever played without a couch co-op person or online with someone, that AI is fucking atrocious. Right. She will use all your ammo. She is a terrible fucking shot. <laughs> this game's AI is much better than that. Right. And this game is fucking, what, eight years before? Yeah. Eight, eight years is. older than Resident Evil 5 on a completely different generation of console. This is two years into the PS2's lifespan. Resident Evil 5 is firmly in the middle of the PS3 lifespan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the the system of of which you know their fear system it's called the crack up system. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So they have you're you're either in uh, normal, scared, or crack up. Yeah. And when you enter crack up mode, you have when someone else enters crack up mode, you will have like a very short window to reduce their fear, or yeah. they will kill themselves, or attack you, or kill the other people in your kill, squad. Yeah, kill the other squad members. Yep. Yeah, and the higher their fear is, even before crack up, they shoot. They shoot shittier. They take longer to do their jobs. Uh, and the only way you can reduce the fear is by giving them more ammo, killing enemies, mm-hmm. so the enemies aren't there to scare them anymore. <laughs> uh, you can give them adrenaline injections, or you can move. Yeah. not If you just spot. get out of the scary place. Yeah. <laughs> so you ha- kind of have to think about this stuff the whole time. And you have right. to kind of manage your team. I'm going to mention a game that I think a, a lot of people who may have who may have been listening to us talk about this might. It's incredibly similar to Darkest Dungeon with the stress system. I don't know if you've played that, but I have not. It. I yeah. I played Darkest Dungeon. I didn't play this until we played it for the, the thing. I didn't play the thing until we played it for the podcast. Is it Darkest I, Dungeon on PS One? Um, no. Darkest Dungeon is like fairly new it's in the last like, oh, okay. five or six I'm, years i'm thinking of something else then yeah you are but it's like a dungeon crawler roguelike whatever you call it but it has what's called a stress system and you uh it's you, you it can happen to any members of your four-person party but it's the same shit as this where they can run away where they can start attacking the other players like i really wonder if if the darkest dungeon people uh would count this as a huge influence because it's so similar to me yeah it's it's kind of crazy yeah and also the so when you uh there are certain times in the game where members of your team will transform yeah it's scripted you can't do anything about it which can be a bummer if you like just like healed them yeah or you just gave them some shit but whenever you come in under attack by an enemy you can be infected Someone yeah. in your team can be affected. And it is fucking random. Mm-hmm. Yes. You cannot really, like, <laughs> you cannot, like, figure it out. You you know, they could straight up be stabbed by a thing and not be infected. Or they could just be in the same room as a thing and get infected. Right. And then eventually they'll just turn into a thing and attack everyone on the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is so fucked. Yeah, it's fucked and and so awesome. Mm -hmm. But that's really where the game shines. Yes, and this isn't this isn't a long game either. This game is like five hours. Yeah, if that. But also, this game, I feel like this game kind of has like a cult following, kind of like the movie. Yeah, because this game is pretty expensive. Really, for a PS2 game. Right. For PlayStation 2, this is like a $40 game. Oh, wow. Okay. So real fucking expensive. Yeah. You know, not like the most expensive of games, but no, it is, you know, $40 puts it in the medium range of these games. Mm-hmm. And it's also not easy to find. Hmm. Like, I, I lucked out with my copy, but it's not super common. Wow. Interesting. But, hey, 
What the fuck do we know about video games? What do we know? We don't know shit. We don't know shit about it. Let's see what everyone else said about it. Excellent timing there, pilot. Early retirement from Gen Inc. <laughs> no, not exactly. On my way back from an extended Arctic vacation. Uh-huh. So what's your name, smartass? McCready. So, on the PlayStation 2, Metacritic yeah. gives this game a 78 out of 100. Mm. Which is... Pretty fucking high, especially for like a licensed game. Yeah, it seems a little high. Yeah. But, you know, maybe right? I'm not sure yet. <sighs> yeah, based on 27 reviews, mm -hmm. not bad. Here we go. We have a hot take from uh, Eurogamer's Kristen Reed. Hot take. Who is a man. Hmm. A man named Kristen. Okay. We've already got, uh, Kristen's already, uh, Rolling a boulder uphill, but go on. Yeah, real Sisyphusian. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle with that name. Uh, Kristen Reed scored the PlayStation 2 version a 5 out of 10, arguing of the trust-fear system, quote, it is nowhere near as much mm. of a neat gameplay innovation as the hype had some people believe. Mm, Kristen. Yeah, boo, Kristen, boo, Kristen. Yeah. Ass, ass take. I was saying boo earns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Total ass take. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage take. Garbage take. Uh, he also was critical of the graphics, which he argued look old school. Hmm. What does that even fucking mean in 2002? Yeah. Because it sure as fuck doesn't look like a 16-bit game. Yeah. I guess it you, looks better than a PlayStation 1 game. But that's what he's saying, is it feels like a PlayStation 1 game, and I can't agree with that. I know, because it looks better. Yeah, it like, look objectively better. looks better than a PlayStation yeah. 1 game. So, uh, Kristen, you suck shit. And then he uh, tried to walk it back mm -hmm. by saying, if you can pick up the thing cheap, you won't be disappointed. It's by no means a bad game. Oh, fuck you. But it's, but it's all the more disappointing thanks to the fact that it could and should have been brilliant. Fuck you. Ooh, fuck you, Kristen. Shut up. Fuck you. Shut up. Fuck you. You're shit, Kristen. Shut Cr Hey, Shisten. Kristen. Come on the pod and we'll fist fight you. Yeah, okay, now we're talking. Now I'm ready. Yeah. Hell yeah. Turns out Kristen, like, fucking got, like, fucking, uh, you know, degenerative disease and has been fighting and is, like, little brother, just fucking everyone is inspiration to everyone and we're out calling Kristen out for yeah. one bad take on a video game from he single-handedly like, created like the COVID vaccine yeah and we're like yeah get him shove yeah. him in a locker or he like died like saving like, a bunch of babies and puppies and kittens there. from like a burning fucking tire fire if that I mean if that's the case we apologize in advance Kristen but, but if, I fucking if anything it. less than that yes fuck you Kristen. literally literally anything <laughs> less than that yeah <laughs> well yeah Eurogamer gave it a 5 out of 10 GameSpot gave it an 8.4 out of 10 okay more than okay GameSpy gave it a 4 out of 5 stars fair IGN gave it an 8.3 out of 10. Wow. Wow. And official US PlayStation Magazine gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. I feel like out of 5 is just not enough. No, I... Uh, it's so hard. Like, you, you have to, like, really, like... You have to really... You can't be on the fence about stuff. Well, especially when, like, it's... Uh, when you're in out of 5 land, if you do half even, 
like three and a half is what seventy percent. Like it's like a C, is a three is a three and a half star game really a C? Yeah, like that seems low. But when you get to four, you're at eighty percent, and you're like eighty out of a hundred is like. I feel like you got to go out of ten at the very least. Honestly, our reviews should be out of one thousand. All reviews should be out of at least one thousand, so you can really get the nuance. And, and it's really, very funny that like Famitsu, theirs is like out of like 43 or something. Yeah. It's funny seeing their reviews. But see, that probably makes sense because they probably have a number scale for each category. It's probably very yeah. regimented. This game did win uh, at the Game Developers Conference, GDC. It won Game Innovation Spotlight Award for 2003. So suck on that, Kristen. Yeah, welcome back, Kristen. Welcome back to the convo. Uh, the, it also won a Golden Joystick Award, award which sounds like a pornographic yeah, like, really, award show. Really like does. ADN. Yeah. Uh, for best use of a film license, which okay. I can get behind. I think so. This is one yeah. of the better film licenses out there, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. It was nominated for GameSpot's annual Best Action Game on Xbox Award. Okay. Valedictorian but of Summer that School. Went to, that went to motherfucking Splinter Cell, which oh, I get. Oh, yeah. Splinter Cell. That makes sense. Very good game, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell was like... Uh, it's like, you you, know, you remember that feeling you got when you first played Metal Gear Solid? You yes. You're like, oh shit, you mean I don't have to kill everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Splinter Cell was like the next evolution of that, I think. Splinter Cell was just so good in that it just, it, it did feel like the old cliche, the only limits were your imagination. You know what I mean? It also felt authentically next generation. It like did. It really, it looked and felt and sounded like... It was there was no part of it that was stuck in this path, and that, uh, that's part of it being like an Xbox exclusive at that time. I think so, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it was just kind of a really good game. Pretty good, pretty good game. Yeah. Welcome to uh, Sticky Disc Tray, the podcast where we talk about Xbox games. <laughs> talk about where am I supposed to put this goddamn thing? The Xbox yeah. podcast. I'm glad I had to shove this fucking adapter in to get the DVD player yeah. remote control to work. Oh, good. There's a big giant power brick in the cord, too. Oh, you spoil me, Microsoft. Yeah, thank you for rounding the top of this console so I can't <laughs> put anything on it, you motherfuckers. Get them. Also, thanks for making it 57 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that original Xbox, wherever you put it, that's what it was going to stay for a long fucking time. And there was never an Xbox Slim. No. No. Because, I mean, they were just like, we'll just put a PC in a smaller box with some giant fans uh, and yeah. fuck it all. This and is a lesson they would learn on the 360 because there was like 16 different versions of the 360. Yeah. All of them red ringed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian. Yeah. We're at our, our favorite part of the show. We are. What are you going to rate this game? So this is a tough one because of my love of the film, The Thing. So, but it, it kind of throws me off because I love the movie. So am I against the game for changing the story and gave it, giving us what I think is like uh, an unneeded continuation of a story I love or just the fact that because I love the movie, do I automatically love the game? So I really... I've got to give it like the most cop-outest possible review. 
Well, think about it this way. You hate the prequel, so oh, you it. don't really have any sort of like allegiance to the franchise. But I have an allegiance to McCready, and he is in the one scene. <laughs> he is. He and, is the helicopter pilot somehow ah, for some reason. So good. It looks nothing like Kurt Oh, Russell. no, and he's got like a cowboy hat. Not even a cowboy hat. I can't even describe the hat. It's a stupid hat. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I am going to end up giving The Thing... And I'm gonna go out of a thousand because I, I, I went I, I, I said that we should, so I'm gonna seven hundred and fifty-four out of one thousand uh blowtorch wire blood tests, best scene ever. Hell yeah. How much did you give it? Seven hundred and fifty-four out of one thousand. So seven and a half out of ten. That four though. See, that's what I'm saying though. That four slides it a little higher. I like that. I'm going to stick to out of 10, though. Fine. And I also love this movie. And I'll be honest, I kind of love this game. Yeah. Like, there's something, you know, about it that is very interesting. It's hard to look, hard to look away from. It kind of makes you want to keep playing. Sure. Even if there are parts of it that are boring. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to give it... A seven and three quarters out of ten. Seven hundred and seventy-five out of a thousand. I'm gonna translate. Yeah, yeah seven hundred and seventy-five out of a thousand. <laughs> uh questionable bathroom blood stains. Beautiful. Beautiful. It is a good game. Uh despite if it didn't have the thing license, I'm not sure my rating would be much higher or lower. It is a good game. The the team I think my game might I think my rating might be a little higher if it wasn't a thing My, because then then it, the 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 incoherent kind of story wouldn't be tied to anything right and i think it might be a little better in that way okay let me throw this at you and i know let's say no thing license and this is an import where it's in japanese and there are subtitles i think your rating goes through the fucking roof and this is like one of yeah, those weird honest, classics honestly yeah because the incoherent yeah. story is suddenly just like well it's japanese there oh it's e yeah it's eastern yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so yeah i think I, this is a game that is just like begging for a remaster 100%. a remake uh come on give it to us give it to us uh it is who owns the thing universal still universal, universal hasn't been, been been broken apart for fucking pieces yet not yet not yet. Come on, Universal Interactive. Uh, we do not give a fuck about Crash Bandicoot Five. No. Just give us a thing remake. Just put it. Put it. There's got to be an anniversary of the movie coming up sometime. The 28th anniversary. I'm sure. Yeah. Just remaster it. Whatever. Put it on the Switch yeah. for the love of God. Just let us fucking play it. Just That's let's fine. fucking play it on a new new hardware. Where, uh, where we can hit the fucking, uh, the PlayStation button in the middle and it does, it shows our fucking team members trust or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. What are you waiting for? Do it. Just do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. All right. Thanks so much for listening to our episode on The Thing. Make sure you smash that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your fucking podcast. Oh, I personally use Overcast. I don't know sure. what do you use. Uh, I use uh, I use Overcast as well, but I don't pay for ads because ads are the lifeblood of creators. 
but some other people I know do pay for ads on Overcast. That's all I'm going to say. I do pay for no ads. For on no Overcast. ads, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I mean. uh, but that's primarily because I like to support independent developers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Next, th- I'm sure they're working on an AI, and you're helping fund me that. So that's I'm not. Great. I'm not skipping ads in the podcast. That's, that's how podcasters make money. That's they're not making any money off the fucking banner for dick pills on Overcast. Fair enough. All right. Uh, speaking of dick pills, hmm. do you have problems getting it up? <laughs> I wish, but hey, Blue Chew, if you want to throw some money our yeah, way, throw some money. We'll talk. We'll talk hey. boners or lack thereof. <laughs> but make sure you also follow us on social media, not Twitter, because we forgot the password and the username to that account. Fuck Twitter. But you can follow us on Instagram at DiscreetAirPod. You can also follow me at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golding Games. And you can also follow me on Whatnot at Funeral Casual. Speaking of which, we want to give a big, you know, uh, disc read error. Cyber hug. Cyber hug to friend of the pod, the Monster Den on Whatnot. He is going through some health issues. And we just want to say uh, we're sending good vibes your way. Hope you get better soon. And yeah. We're, uh, we're thinking about you, buddy. Absolutely, we are. All right, well, thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bada boom, bada bing. Bada boom, bada bing.